1: With and Al here's All right, here's the situation. Uh, we are now officially into summertime. Uh, June is here. Wow, when well, did the first part of this year go? It's almost half gone. Summer's definitely here, hot, muggy, but, boy, a lot of people out there fishing, and we're here live at the Seafood Market in St. Bernard Parish. On the Delacroix Pier, we're stretched out over the water right here on the bayou. and want you to come on down here say hello. We've had a lot of fishermen passes. we got tournaments going on. we got rodeos going on. Uh, we do have a Bonicarri spillway open, and that's kind of affecting the fishing, and we got plenty of reports coming up to cover some of that. Mike Gallo will be the first one up, and also we'll talk to Brendan Bayard, get our kayak paddling report. Uh, one thing I did want to talk about a little more was the opening of that Morganza floodway. Uh, people that weren't around in 1973 that was we had an opening in 2011 but 73 is when it really affected a lot of wildlife and I remember they had a deer rescue program going on which actually (laughs) was an educational experience in that deer you just got to leave them you know they'll they'll survive on their own going out in flat boats hog tying deer and trying to relocate them uh, it's a lot of effort for very little reward on that but you know, not just the deer would be affected, but, you know, the rabbits, uh, they can also swim. There's a lot of hogs in there. Uh, turkeys probably will suffer the most because, uh, you know, the, the poults at this stage of the game can't really fly yet. Uh, the, the older turkeys could fly, get up in the trees, get out of the basin. But as far as the, the, the poults, you can expect some mortality there. Um, bears, uh, there's a lot of black bears now that were not there in the 19, early 1970s. Uh, They are able to move out and get on roads and get into places where they're going to encounter humans, so be aware of that and uh, a lot of other species, too. Now, they're also expecting some really severe negative impacts to the seafood industry there, the oysters. uh, You know, they can't leave. They're going to get covered with fresh water, and there'll be some losses there. Uh, Also, the possibility of algal blooms. Anytime you put nutrient-rich water into a, a very warm saltwater environment, uh, the organisms, the, the algae blooms and depletes the oxygen and anything that lives and breathes with gills is in trouble. Fish can swim away, so you got a lot of displacement there. There may be some adverse impact to the crabbing and certainly the shrimp too. So there's a lot of impacts to the seafood aspect of it. Uh, inland on the freshwater fish, believe it or not, there could also be some kills there. Again, that. Uh, that cold river water will kill some of those uh, aquatic invasive species that we've got. And as those, those uh, deteriorate and, and rot, what will happen is, again, you've got a low oxygen problem. And there could be some dead fish uh, turning up in, in some of the freshwater areas there, too. And, of course, it makes a, a very dangerous situation for the camps and, and some homes. And a lot of the agriculture is going to be lost in that area, too. So they are planning on opening it latest on, on June 6th. They moved it back a little bit. Uh, they're going to try to do a gradual opening, to tries to minimize the the all at once impact of just so much water coming through there at one time, and I know the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries is already uh, bracing. Uh, the the enforcement agents are preparing for that opening, and also they're uh, planning to to make some statements about it up at the upcoming uh, commission meeting and talk about uh, giving a report on what the displacement and and, and Uh, The destruction is going to be from that event. Uh, Bonacari is still open, and that's caused some problems on the eastern end of the state uh, as far as uh, seafood and and fisheries. Uh, It really hasn't affected too much, and we're going to talk to Mike in just a few minutes more about that. The redfish and the sheephead, uh, the drum, some of those species, but the speckled trout, a lot of those uh, trout have been displaced in areas where normally you would find them this time of the year. you got to go look for that clean, salty water, and that's kind of at a minimum in some of the interior areas. So all that stuff that uh, is yet to come down the pike, and we're in the middle of rodeo season from here on out. Just about every weekend somewhere there's going to be at least one tournament or rodeo uh, swole fest is coming up uh, june 8th is a big weekend uh, right here in st Bernard. they're going to be competing for what's called the parish cup that is a redfish tournament it's going to be at the hopedale marina uh, bogachita has got a youth fishing event uh... in conjunction with national fishing day which is june 8th and they've got kids there in the uh... bogachitta area will be fishing and then uh... next sunday june the ninth <laughs> yeah, hey, got a boat passing by yeah prime controls the name of that boat All right, they're probably listening to us on the boat. Uh, Hopedale Marina is going to host the ASA, Automotive Service Association's Greater New Orleans Rodeo. you still got time to get signed up for that. As we get a little bit closer to the 4th of July holiday, uh, I went on the media trip for the Golden Meadow Fouchon International Tarpon Rodeo, shaping up to be another great big event. And right after this, we're going to get some reports and chat with Captain Mike Gallo, get his fishing report. covers Lake Bourne, Lake Pontchartrain, Lake Catherine, upper end of Biloxi Marsh, and... He's got a boat and he travels. Wherever the fish are, he hunts them down. We're back with his report after this timeout. You listen to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Yeah, they're bringing in some of the seafood and bringing ice in. Somebody brought some donuts down here. Dominic and I, it was at Gerald's Donuts, two locations, one in New Orleans and one down here in St. Bernard. Pretty good stuff. All right, we got a fishing report coming up right now with Mike Gallo. It's brought to you by Cito. You know them. They come for the rescue when you need them. They're like the cavalry when you're in trouble on the water. If you run out of gas, they'll come out there and bring it to you. They'll tow you in 24-7 if there's no other way to get you going. Jumpstart you if it's a minor electrical problem. But what you're paying $179 a year for is peace of mind knowing that that rescue is just one call away. And I have talked to some people who have had to, unfortunately, use their Tow membership. And uh, they were very happy with the results. You can become a member. I suggest strongly you do. Call Captain Chris, 504-301-4545, or you can sign up online at seatoad.com. By the way, they are they are sponsoring next weekend's uh, fishing tournament down here for redfish. And uh, talking about a guy who knows a little bit about redfish is Captain Mike Gallo. He joins us now. Captain Mike, uh, you guys still battling river water over there in the Slidell area, huh? Yeah, Don, we still
2: are. We're actually in a clean period right now. There's some clean water in Lake Pontchartrain, but I'm sure there's dirty water on its way. Uh, report's not much different than last week. There's some redfish being caught along the south shore of Lake Pontchartrain, uh, down by the, by the Cedar Bayous, as well as Lake Catherine area. Shrimp under a popping cork uh, has really been working well we've been running over to the Biloxi Marsh and uh, having a
1: good time catching redfish over there. Mike, we just got a text in. We got somebody getting seasick listening to this report. <laughs> You're bouncing around on the water. Uh, in addition to those reds along the bridge, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of sheep's head in there too. Sheep and drum, and of course the undesirables,
2: some catfish, some stingrays, small croakers, that's that's just the nature of fishing, uh, a lot of undesired fish. Bring a, a good amount of shrimp with you, and you'll, you'll be able to come out with a good catch.
1: Um, I was uh, stopped by uh, Lake Catherine, and they were catching a lot of redfish. I mean, I was only there for maybe 30, 40 minutes, and I think they caught five or six nice little small reds in there, so it doesn't look like that that river water has affected the red fishing in there. But trout are you know, still kind of scarce to find wherever that river water's been.
2: Yeah, the trout prefer higher salinity this time of year while they're spawning. So they, they're going to be where it's much saltier water than what we have here. And fortunately for us, our slot-sized redfish are juveniles. They're
1: not spawning, so they do not have a salinity requirement. They simply want to eat as much as they can. And Mike, the areas that you're going into on the north end of Biloxi Marsh, do you see any signs of river water into that? Is that affected at all by it? Yes, the water is a little stained,
2: has a little sandy look to it, but it's really not bothering the redfish. I just if I'm looking for a new area, I haven't been in a day or Maybe I caught my limit before my time is up and, you know, we want to do some more fishing before we go in, go try a new area. What I'm looking for is mullet. I want to find areas where I see some mullet jumping, you know, a fair amount of them, and then that's where I'm going to stop. doesn't really matter what the water clarity is. I don't want it too dirty, but generally it looks worse than it is. When you finally stop and actually put your lure in the water, you can probably see 8 or 10 inches it just has that sandy ground to
1: it. But like I say it's not bothering the redfish, one Right. Well, you know, with the, the lack of uh, plentiful speckled trout, I don't know how many people are, are looking for live shrimp, but some people just like to use live shrimp. How is the bait situation around the Slidell area at Wrigley's and the Island of Marina and those places that, that sell live bait? Have they been able to keep up with the demand there or keep them alive with all this fresh water?
2: They get them from down south, have them imported. They come from Empire and Uras, but they bring them up here, and uh, they keep the salinity high enough in their tanks. So the trick to it is to get some water from the marina and recirculate it in your live and you should be fine with that way. And they, they have a good supply of live shrimp. Now, I did see the shrimper out, I don't remember if it was yesterday or the day before, dragging his nets right in Sawmill Pass. I have not had a chance to talk to him face-to-face and see if he actually caught some shrimp. I can tell you we see small shrimp jumping in the marsh, you know, when the redfish are running the shoreline and the shrimp are jumping out of the way. Mike, who's lucky enough to fish with you today? Actually, I have my group from Texas back in town. We got 14 of us going out in different boats scattered out all across the Biloxi Marsh, and some locally, you know, taking advantage of this Southwest winds, some are going to fish the, shore, the western shoreline of Lake Bourne around the Unknown Pass area. All
1: right, Mike, if someone wants to get a hold of you, uh, you know they can check you out at aaofla.com. You're on my website. Give us that telephone number. Very
2: simple. You can find me or call me at 985-781-7811. All
1: right, my friend, go get them. We'll catch up with you next week. Thank you, Don. Have a good one. Uh, thank you. Mike Gallo updates us on the report. Boy, I feel a little seasick after that one. I'm still rocking and rolling. <laughs> Love to talk to these guys on order. Hey, we're over the water today right here in Delacro at the Delacro Pier. Uh, St. Bernard is putting on a seafood market. You can come down here starting at 9 o'clock until it lasts and buy it fresh off the boat. We'll be right back after this. we got a paddler's report. If you'd like to fish out of a kayak, canoe, P-Rogg, Tom Sawyer, Raf, we got some information for you. It's up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Yeah, they'll be stroking all over Louisiana, fresh and saltwater fishermen in those kayaks. You know, they got a lot of fishermen's organizations, but I got to tell you, the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club, one of the best ever to come down the pike. I mean, it's just a great bunch of guys and girls, always willing to help each other, uh, get people get started in kayak fishing, suggest where places are to launch, got fishing tips. And uh, several years ago, we instituted this Paddlers Report because of the popularity of paddle fishing. And it's been a a presentation of Massey's Outfitters, and they've got locations in mid-city of New Orleans, Covington, Baton Rouge. They offer the best kayak fishing models from brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Watercraft. And if you check out their website at MasseyOutfitters.com, you can see all their products. Also find out about those demo days, and they put those on quite frequently where you can go out and Ride and try before you buy, and that's always a good idea, whether it's a vehicle or a vessel. And joining us is uh, one of our rotating field reporters, Brendan Bayard, joins us now. And, Brendan, what a great time of the year if you're a paddler, huh?
3: Yeah, the fishing's been great, Don. I mean, the only thing you need to bring is uh, an umbrella for some of these uh, sunny days or uh, some, some fans on your kayak. But uh, I haven't
1: seen a kayak but- with a T-top yet. When is that coming out?
3: You know, believe it or not, they do make one. Really? This, uh, I was kidding. Uh, kind of, there's a there's a there's a company that makes a, a kind of a, a stand that comes from behind your head, and then it kind of makes a shade above you. Um, I forgot what the name of it is, but uh, it's been around for for years. I, it's just one of those things you can't take out on a windy day, but on a day where. It's real calm and, uh, you know, balmy, you might want something like that. Uh, We we put those big straw hats on when we go out this time of year just to to keep as much shade as we can on. But uh, fishing's been good. We went out uh, three days last week, uh, caught a lot of trout. The trout are a little bit small right now, Uh, you know, probably about a third throwback. But catching a lot of fish, pretty much anything you want to throw out there. Uh, and that was down that about. Highway
1: 1 area, which has been, you know, really good for trout fishing.
3: Yeah, we've been fishing. Uh, last week was down Highway 1, uh, stopped in Leeville, Fouchon, Grand Isle, um, Elmers. So basically all the areas down by the coast, all the areas we stopped at produced fish. Um, there is a lot of gaff tops and cats. Uh, out there right now, if you're you're following birds, you have a 50-50 chance of getting trout, 50-50 chance of uh, hooking up to some slime. So it's so just that time of year. Uh, Redfish is probably not as uh, aggressively uh, good as it was a month ago, but there's still plenty of reds in the marsh. Um, lots of guys in kayaks are, are targeting areas off of the three bridges, kind of near on the way to Grand Isle from Fouchon um Leeville uh, Golden Meadow uh Basons or the new Gators launch up there that used to be Basons is uh you know that's those are the places that catch redfish down that way Plaquemines Parish is probably one of the, been, uh, the best spots to catch redfish right now I think Eric's doing really well with redfish over there uh in the uh the Port Sulphur and uh Myrtle Grove area up there so that seems to be uh, the, the thing to do over there with the high river. Uh, you probably want to avoid the areas where it's leaking through, uh, you know, the uh, levee zones like Empire, but uh, further north, the, the fish has been really productive.
1: Brendan, um, with redfish, do you prefer fishing high water where you can get over the top of that grass where those redfish are in that grass, or do you prefer like winter very low tides where you can spot them and cast to them in real shallow water?
3: I mean, if I had to choose between the two, uh, I'd probably go with the low tide. The, the flood tide, it's really hard to, to even chase them in a kayak when if you're in an area with a lot of grass and they go, you know, 30 feet up in the grass and, and it's a real, real flood tide. I remember having a tournament like that one time, and, and the only way I could catch redfish was when I went to an island. That, that redfish couldn't penetrate into the flood tide uh, grass too much. And I basically circled that island over and over again and fished that for reds, and I was able to catch a few. But whenever uh, the the tide went so high that I was in a grassier marsh duck pond kind of system, all the redfish were so far into the grass. I mean, I could hear them and I could see them, but I was either going to have to paddle across, you know, 20 yards of grass and then try to pitch to him with a, uh, a Texas uh, weedless plastic or a, or a bass kind of punching jig, I really didn't have much option to uh, go after him that way.
1: Right. Um, flounder. We caught a nice flounder, and I've been getting more reports from people that they're starting to show up again. How about for you guys?
3: Yeah, flounder have been really great this year. It's uh, It's been a few years since we've had the flounder and the numbers we've had. This year, uh, the Grand Isle area is is full of flounder. If you're fishing in a Pass and you just fish along those rock jetties that uh, kind of border the back of the wall of uh, back of the island, you'll you'll probably snag a few flounder back there. Um, everywhere from Fouchon to uh, to Calcasieu even have, have had a lot of flounder calcashew has been a little bit fresh the last couple of weeks. Uh, the salinity chart is is really really poor right now. Um, you're going to have to get to the beach if you want any hopes of catching some uh, some numbers of trout. And but the redfish and flounder have been kind of uh, holding people over while the uh, salinity get back and gets back to normal. Uh, I was going to also say that um, being down in Grand Isle. The, uh, the beachfront at Elmer's is uh, really looking nice. We're out there, and uh, you can see down three foot over there, and uh, people are catching some nice trout. Conversely, Grand Isle was, was still fishable, but it was considerably dirtier on that side. I don't know certain times of the year if, if the uh, tide ripping along one coast or the other dirties it more than the other, but uh, Elmer's Beach was really nice.
1: Good. All right, got a uh, demo. We talked about those demo days uh, put on by Massey's where you can come out and people in the know will actually show you all the features, put you in a kayak, find out, number one, if you kayak seaworthy, and number two, which model would be the best for you. Give us a time and location of that next one coming up. It's in New Orleans, I believe.
3: Yeah, that's going to be at the Duchess House next weekend uh, on the 8th, and I believe that starts at 8 a.m., and they'll usually go to about, 2 or 3 p.m., depending on the crowd. But uh, get out there and, and go try out the new kayaks that they have over at Massey's, and I'm sure you'll find one that you like.
1: And that's Bayou St. John, right close to City Park is where that is, right?
3: Yep, that's it.
1: Yeah, you might want to bring a fishing pole too. We got some fish in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brendan, thanks for the report, my friend. We'll see you next time.
3: All right, Don, take care.
1: Have a good one. Brendan Bayard, one of our two field reporters. Next week it will be uh, Captain Merrick Mahabarak from Louisiana Kayak Company. But coming up next, yeah, it didn't take long. Uh, Red snapper season just recently opened, and uh, Wildlife and Fisheries Department has written some citations. Seven of them, as a matter of fact, at least seven. That's the ones we're going to tell you about right after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
4: your comments and questions to
1: 870 870 now here's don debute and welcome back in you know just a few moments ago you heard us talking to darrell Carper. you could hear the water the waves bouncing in the background well he just updated us with a text message, and he said the water is beautiful over at Fouchon Beach. He's already got 20 in the boat already, and it's not even – it's a little after 6.30 in the morning. uh, They're on the way to a great trip. And, yeah, that has been the hot area. Everything from Timberleer all the way to uh, Four Bayou Pass headed towards the east, the central portion of the state, has really been on fire for speckle trout. If that's what you're looking for and you got a trailer, hook your boat up or you kayak and head down that way. It's also in time for the Swole Fest Rodeo. That's the big one going to be happening next weekend. Yeah, so many events next weekend. Uh, that one has, over the years, donated thousands and thousands of dollars to Children's Hospital. It's a great event. It's at Sand Dollar Marina. Uh, they also do some, get some donations for the Hunters for the Hungry, which is another great organization. And uh, Swole Fest, uh, the folks the organizers of that one can be very proud of it. They put on a first-class event, and it raises an awful lot of money for charities. and. Have fun fishing at the same time. All right, we come back from this quick 10-second station identification pause. Going to tell you about some bad boys and a bad girl. Allegedly, they got caught with some snapper over the limit. It's bad boy time right after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network.
2: From the heart of the Crescent City, it's intercom communication stations, the big 870-WWL New Orleans.
0: 1053 W W L F M
1: Canada New Orleans. Well, as the Alabama Red Snapper season opens today, and also the Louisiana Charter Boats can go after Red Snapper. Uh, Here in Louisiana, it didn't take long for Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents to cite seven individuals for alleged fishing violations during the opening weekend of the recreational red snapper season in St. Bernard and Plaquemines Parishes. For over-limit of red snapper, agents cited James Allen, 55, of Pass Christiane, Michael Keel, 55, of Slidell, Chantel Petrovich, 37, of Bell Chase, Charles McNulty, 35, of Tampa, Florida, Gerald Popejoy the fourth, 27, from Pinellas Park, Florida, and Christopher Haddon, 40, of Holiday, Florida. Daily possession limit of red snappers, two per licensed fisherman. The agents found Allen in possession of three red snapper, Keel with four, Petrovich with seven, and McNulty, Popejoy, and Park in possession of three snapper apiece. Now, Mr. Keel was also cited for intentional concealment of illegal fish when the agents found him apparently unsuccessfully attempting to sink a red snapper that was over the limit. Uh, Dead fish float, Mr. Keel, in case you were not aware. The agents seized the 15 snapper over the limit and, if convicted for taking over the limit of red snapper, facing a maximum fine of $350 and up to 60 days in jail, or 55-year-old James Allen, 37-year-old Chantel Petrovich, 35-year-old Charles McNulty, 27-year-old Gerald Popejoy the 4th 40-year-old Christopher, as is uh, 55-year-old Michael Keel, who also faces, for alleged intentional concealment, an additional $950 fine and 120 days in jail, our bad boys and girl of the outdoors. Yeah, let me tell you, it's easy to get carried away with red snapper when you're out there. There are just so many of them out there, and they come up so quick. But you got to abide by the limits and be fair about it. All right, we come back after this where Ryan Lambert joins us. We take you over to Plaquemines Parish, get an update on what's happening on that side of the river right after this timeout. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And the Plastic Man theme song is for one Ryan Lambert on Cajun Fishing Adventures down in Plaquemines Parish. And Ryan, uh, you guys still battling with the river. You ought to be getting used to it. What's going on down there?
4: Yes, yeah, it's October. We're, we're used to it, all right. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. You know, we can go catch trout if we run for them. You know, go, go out towards Grand Isle a little bit, which is not that big a run. Or uh, we could go out on the, on the east side and catch them there as well. But most customers have been wanting redfish, and that's, that's pretty easy. I mean, 10-minute boat ride and you're in. So I've never seen so many rat reds as we've had this year, and that's all over. You know, I talked to Dudley. They've even got them up there. But, I mean, like 100
1: rats a day, just crazy numbers. Uh, you know, it's good you know, uh, when you call, what do you classify as a rat red? What size? Undersized.
4: Anything under 16.
1: Mm-hmm yeah some then, people call I, that a hamster <laughs> <laughs> look they're not
4: a keeper they're a rat red and a lot of people call a bull red anything over twenty seven but I don't call them until they're they're mature you know they, they get a different look they get a big head and a a smaller body and they they're long you know some people go twenty twenty eight inches i mine you know we go to at least thirty two before we get call them a bull red
1: mhm- so uh and What's been the, 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 the ticket down there for catching the reds? I know you guys, they love to use the shrimp. It makes it easy, but you're a plastic guy. What's your favorite redfish plastic to throw?
4: Well, if, if they bite good, I like to throw a crankbait or a chatterbait on them. That's, that's a lot of fun just because they hit so hard. If I'm fishing the grass, I'll go with a spinnerbait. I don't fish a spoon very often because you can't control it as much as you control the spoo, uh, spinnerbait. You know, in that grass, you can lift it up and go around, and you could actually drive a spinnerbait. So it's a lot easier, a lot better. But the, the hit is just as good because they think they're eating a crab. And when they do that, they try to get it back in those crushes. And I mean, it makes for a great hit. But, uh, you know, I'm going to go try to catch some
1: trout. And how far you expect to run to catch those? Are you going to try to run out to the islands to the east, or are you going towards Grand Isle to the west?
4: I'm going to go to the east, but I'm going to fish bull reds on the way out. So I'm going to take my time and fish, fish some bull reds. And then uh, when the tide starts falling, they'll, they'll go to biting pretty good. And half the boats will leave by then because they think the bite's not on. And then I'm going to go catch them. <laughs>
1: You know, it's a it's a, a well-known trick. You, you find the birds, and there's going to be fish underneath them. They're driving the shrimp up to the top. The birds are feeding on the shrimp. When you get into some of these uh, freshwater areas where that water's coming in from the river uh, and you see birds working on that, is that a, sh- a sign that there's maybe heavier salt water on the bottom and it's going to hold some trout, or are you going to find something more like hardheads and, and, and trash fish underneath there?
4: Well, not, not so much hardheads as gas tops, but... You know, when, they, when they're doing that, it's because the shrimp are there and the fish are feeding on them. So, you know, you won't find that real close to the, the actual flow of the current, but you'll find that, you know, further out. And usually June is a great time for us to do that on the east side. Uh, you usually get a lot of small trout, and you have to bounce around till you find good ones. So, you know, that ought to start right now, but I haven't seen it yet. But it's dead calm today, so it ought to be good.
1: Uh, speaking of hardheads, how have they been this year?
4: Well, I don't use the shrimp, so I don't catch many of them but the boys hadn't been standing there catching a lot of them There's so many rat reds that if if they're biting you you won't you know you won't catch the hardheads because the other day I took my sister and, and some some uh non fishermen and the boys gave me some shrimp that's not even fair I mean <laughs> And then PJ stopped and gave me some live ones. Uh-huh. I put them on my crappie rod. I could. It wouldn't even hit the water good before they would bite it. <laughs> I mean, that's not fishing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. I mean, that was too easy.
4: You remember. I, I you think know, I caught one hardhead.
1: You know, we talked about hardheads when I was on the boat the other day. We uh, There was another guy there who's, uh, let's put it this way, he's been around a while like me too. And remember that year when we had the the hardhead kill. You remember that? There were acres no. and acres of hardhead catfish floating dead, and it was no other species was affected. It was just the hardheads, and I don't know if they ever came up with what the the, the biological reason was, other than they said that they thought it was some type of a virus that only affected hardheads. And boy, everybody was happy, thought it was going to put a big dent in them, but the next year they came back yeah. with a vengeance. When was that? That was they back in the nineties. A purge, yeah, yeah. they call
4: that a purge,
1: yeah. I know some people need to be purged. So, you know, we need to go through that, too. But That's another story. <laughs> Ryan, if somebody wants to come down there to the Cajun Fishing Event, you guys have so much fun out there. Uh, it's a hard place to stay away from. Tell people how to get a hold of you. Oh,
4: well, they can either go to the website at CajunFishingAdventures.com or they can
1: call me direct at 504-559-5111. All right. Go get them, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. we Will do, buddy. You have a good day. All right. Captain Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures. Down in Burris, look for the palm trees, the big American flag, a wonderful place. Got a swimming pool in the back, too. Great place to be. All right. We come back after this. Got a few text messages to catch up on, 8787 if you want to get one in. And we're going to tell you what's coming up in the next two hours if you're going to be tuned in to more outdoors. Today we're right here at the Delacroix Pier, St. Bernard Parish Seafood Farmers Market. I call it a seafood farmer or farmers of the sea, whatever way you want to put it. We're back right after this. From our market at the Pier. Text your comments and questions to 870-870. Now, here's Don Debutte. All right, welcome back in. Uh, checking our text message board at 870-870. It says, hey, Don, if the snapper, red snapper are so thick, then how come we can only catch two? That's from Roy. Roy, how much time do we have? I don't have enough time to explain the whole thing, but I'm going to try to put it as concisely as I can. Uh, Let's just say federal government mismanagement. Uh, They did not for years have a a, a handle on how many snapper are out there. Uh, We're just now getting the management of the red snapper into the hands of the Gulf states, which is where it belongs. They do a much better job. Here in Louisiana, we can be proud of our Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. They came up with what's called Lock Creel, L.A. Creel, and it's a system of more immediate reporting of what's out there and we can keep better tabs on the quota that is coming in as it increases as fishermen catch fish. So by doing that, we've been allowed to have longer seasons and bigger limits. But in order to get it past that two with a 16-inch minimum, uh, that's going to take a lot more study and data coming in, and it's got to be proven uh, beyond a reasonable doubt or beyond a shadow of a doubt that there's so many of them out there. But anyone that has been fishing in the Gulf of Mexico you put a bait on and you try to drop it down, you can't almost not target other species. There are so many red snapper out there. Um, and, of course, you know, some people would like to keep it with the two because it's easy to catch. Uh, I think we could certainly, there's room to increase the limit on them, or uh, maybe even increase the size limit uh, because I think what's happening with that 16-inch minimum, a lot of small snapper, because it is only two, uh, people release them and they don't take the time to properly vent those fish. If you pull up a snapper uh, from really deep water, uh, you notice that it's uh, it basically it's, its stomach is protruding out of its mouth It's because the swim bladder, because of the change in the pressure, blows up and forces it out. Some people pop that stomach, that's the wrong thing to do. Uh, you should have a venting tool, it's like a little very sharp awl and you just stick the fish right behind the, the pectoral fin on the side. And you can almost hear it, it's like deflating a tire. You'll hear the air go out of it, the stomach goes back into the mouth. That fish doesn't have the bends anymore. If you put it back in the water, he can swim back to escape predators and get to a, a, a different depth. And as these fish become more and more plentiful, and the limit stays at two, naturally people wanna bring not just the two first two legal fish they catch, they wanna bring the biggest legal fish that they can catch. So they constantly go through a catch and release and even though sometimes you do take the best of care, uh, don't handle the fish too much out of the water, you do use your venting tool, uh, you're very careful removing the hooks and not taking the slime off of the fish, uh, still there's a mortality rate. And uh, I think by increasing the size on the fish, and then you'd have to release more fish because they'd be the smaller ones. Either way, having a limit of two, you've got to release fish, and that's even more important reason for people to take so much care. But the, the situation is red snap are very plentiful. Uh, probably, very probably, we could withstand an increase in the, in the daily bag limit. Uh, you know, I've got to tell you, people who just love to fish snapper it's a very expensive sport. It takes big boats. It takes big equipment. You burn a lot of gas. Uh, in some cases, of the close-in rigs now in state waters, you can, you can catch a lot of snapper there and keep your costs down to a minimum. But the old days of a big charter boat with uh, 10, 12 people that go out there and load up on snapper, uh, two per person isn't exactly loading up. But uh, be thankful for what we've got, um, you know, that the snapper season, we do have a number of days. It's open Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays for recreationals. Uh, all through the, the summer. It'll probably go into mid or late fall. Depends. They keep a, a tab on the numbers, and when that quote is getting close to reach, then they'll announce it and shut it down, and then we announce it on the show. That's how we help people get the information. All right, we're about ready to wrap this up, but let me tell you what's coming up if you're going to be with us from 7 to 9, and if you want to do that, go on my website, and I have a click here. You can listen live. It's dontheoutdoorsguy.com. If you have an HD radio, try to pull in 105.3 FM HD, and you can hear that. We're going to be talking with some of the fishermen and the organizers of the St. Bernard uh, Seafood Market that's going on today. They do this only twice a year, and today is one of your days. If you want to get a good buy on some fresh shrimp, and I've got to look at them, they have got some gorgeous shrimp they've got crabs they've got gumbo crabs limited supply of uh, soft shell crabs and I understand a couple of them have some squid there's also going to be some dishes that'll be served down here take the ride down to delacro someone wanted to google it and find it on the, the google maps 5565 delacro highway in saint bernard is where you'll find it believe me if you find delacro you'll find the pier there's only one road here of course you can come by boat too because we're right on the water all right, thanks to uh, Dominic Mitchum, our on-site engineer, pushing all the buttons back at the mothership, Doug Christian. Thanks to all of our affiliate stations that have carried this show. By the way, programming note, July 27th, Bayou Adventures in Lacombe. I will be celebrating our 30th anniversary of this program and hope you can come by there. We've got some special events planned. And Take some uh, walk down memory lane. You'll hear from some of the old fear reporters and tell some stories about days gone by. We'll see you next week. Have a good one with the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.